Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. So the next week or two is going to be a little bit sketchy as far as the schedule goes. We're going to get videos up, but they may not be quite in the same spacing that we're all used to. Um, uh, my my other business, my soap and cosmetic and whatever business, uh, we have to change locations. So our retail shop and manufacturing has about nine days to move, relocate, and reset up. So yeah, bear with me. We're going to get it done. Make things happen, but uh, it's going to be a little nuts. So, oh yeah, we got Quarter with us today. Still twitchy, but not quite as bad as the other day. Don't ask for help if you don't want to be helped. I've been working in tech support, level one, for less than six months. I work for an organization, so my customers are technically my colleagues. I'm still new to the job and industry, but I've realized that people have a superiority complex when speaking to tech support. Today I had a call from a staff member who couldn't connect to the organization Wi-Fi. I asked her to try forgetting the network, usually Wi-Fi credentials just need updating, and she said in the most condescending way that she couldn't. She omitted information so I had no choice but to keep asking questions so I could assist her better. But she would say things like, what do you think I'm calling you for? Duh. Obviously. How would I know? She would interrupt me while I was explaining possible solutions and she'd immediately say, no, can't do it when I'd got her on where to go and what to do on her laptop. She also left me on the phone to mingle with other colleagues for three minutes. By the end of the call, she told me that she hadn't, prior to calling support, attempted to connect to the Wi-Fi at all. Huh? Edit. End of this story is that I asked the technician to go over to her as I had had enough of her being rude to me, so I wanted to terminate the call. Though even when I suggested this, she still found a way to complain about it. Awesome. I've had colleagues... Tell me I'm wasting their time when I can't solve their problem in 30 seconds. I once assisted a colleague with locating a link on a website because he couldn't find it. Instead of just saying thank you, he dragged the situation by telling me it wasn't there, put me on loudspeaker, said my name very loudly, and told me that I was wasting his and another 30 people's time as they were in the room with him. Yay. I am these people's colleague, and yet I feel so disrespected. Don't call tech support if you don't want to be helped. I'm not a wizard. It's not fair that I feel like I can't be frustrated because I wasn't able to solve someone's problem when they didn't want to cooperate. Yeah, that's not just tech support. Anybody that feels like, you know, if you play a support role for anybody, that goes for janitorial, maintenance, tech support, the guy from the mailroom, they all seem like they're, you know, subservient to everybody else in the building. And they all tend to get treated like crap. So don't feel alone. Doesn't mean you shouldn't be upset about it, just... Don't feel alone. That's all I'm saying to you. Misery loves company, right? Your grandson isn't here, but I am. I started to learn software development as a teenager. Thanks, Internet. And was called the computer guy in my family, even if my brother, twin, almost had the same knowledge about the computer that I did back in the day. I was just able to code some small software, scripts, and a web page. After my bachelor, I went to some IT and development classes, and it went worse way worse than I expected. I was bored by the basic stuff. I was far from home and family. I had no money. Was eating once every two days. Worst year of my life so far. I tried to keep up but the depression was here and worse every day. 
until I definitely gave up and go back home one month before the end of the school year and skipping last exams. At this point I chose to put my computer away for a while and spend my summer with my family and a lot of time with my grandma as she wasn't far from where I lived at the moment. I was getting a lot better when she died three months after I gave up my classes. I think I'll never be as much broken as at that moment to be honest. But I'll not talk any more about this as this is enough for the story. I don't know why, but I tried another year in university, IT stuff again, but close to my home and a not so good university to be honest. I met a lot of people there, but I went to class for like one month before giving up. I still went to university to meet friends and work with an organization that was creating geek events around the city. It was a bad year for my professional experience, but a good year for my mental health, but still had to work with IT stuff for these events. I definitely left school after that. I was a bit naive and thought that my knowledge was enough to get a job. Wrong. I spent almost two years after that working for a small organization. The goal is to help people get a small job, but for cheap costs for people or small companies. The biggest part of that was old people asking for help for manual tasks because they couldn't do it. I met some nice people doing that work and was searching a web development job aside, which gave nothing. And this is where the good part of the story comes in. Before I came to this organization, they knew nobody that could handle IT work, so when someone asked for help with their computer, they told them they can't send someone to help. When they knew I was searching a dev job and was good with computers, they asked me if I could handle IT problems, and of course, for me, it was more experience. More job, more money, full win. So the next time someone called for help with their computer, they sent me. And this is where my story starts. Yeah, more backstory than an anime. They called me one day for someone not far from where I lived that needed help because he couldn't get to his webmail. I said I could go that afternoon, no problem. I go to the man's house, small house just outside the town. I knock and the guy told me I was quick and showed me what's going on. I go to the webmail page and yeah, blank page. I try an incognito. Yep, it works. So I check extensions. It was the ad block that was causing the issue. Five minutes and it's done. I told him about that and he said it was his grandson that installed the computer and he can't do much without him. But his grandson went on the other side of the country. As he talked about his grandson, I remember my grandma, previous year if you can keep track of the time, and I started talking about her to him. After all, she lived less than 10 kilometers from him. Maybe he knows her. And I talked about my grandfather's brother who was living not far from here either. He died when I was young and my grandfather died when my dad was young, so I don't know them really well. And then we talked. I spent the afternoon with him for five minutes worth of work. To this day, I still stop to meet him every time I drop by and help him for free if he needs to. That was the first time and last time I did IT with this organization as they quickly understood that IT problems will often be less than 10 minutes worth of work, not worth the effort for the low price they were charging people, less than $20 an hour. There was a lot of backstory, not so much IT, a lot of English mistakes, but I'm reading a lot of your stories and now that I work as an IT sysadmin, I have a lot of bad stories and I wanted to share a good one. Eh, your English wasn't that bad. Hey, between your bad English and my bad reading skills, it still sounded alright, huh? We made it through. I need a file from my laptop. One of our executives and VP were on a business trip together and realized the presentation they had prepared was still on the VP's laptop that he didn't take with him. <laughs> Phone rings. Me. IT, this is BamBam67. VP. BamBam, please help me. I need a PowerPoint file from my laptop. I'm away from the office. Me. Sure, VP. Is your laptop still here at the office? I can remote in and send you that file via email. VP. No, it's not in the office. No? No, I left it at home. 
me at your house? VP, yes, can you please connect to it and retrieve the PowerPoint file on my desktop? <laughs> me, is your laptop turned on and connected to the VPN? VP, no, it's turned off and in my home office. Silence. No, really, in over 25 plus years of PC support, I was a bit taken back. Stay calm. VP, hello? Can you get my file, please? <laughs> me, I'm afraid I won't be able to do that. No, why not? Me, trying to keep my composure. So, you're asking me to connect from the office to your laptop while it's turned off and in your home office. VP, yes, please. Me, preparing myself to ride the wave of logical thinking. I'm sorry, VP, unless your computer's on, connected to your local Wi-Fi, and logged into our network via VPN, there's not much I can do. VP, so you can't connect to my laptop? Unfortunately, no. I can hear muffled discussion between VP and exec. VP, this is very important for our meeting. I really need that file. Me, I'm sure it is. I put my thinking cap on. VP, when did you last work on that PowerPoint, and did you happen to send it to anyone via email? VP, I did. Suddenly our executive jumps on the phone. Exec, can you please jump on VP's email and find that file? I'm sorry about all this, sounding very apologetic. Me, absolutely, exec. Put VP back on the line, and I'll log in my PC with his account and forward you the file. Executive, thank you, BamBam67, and thanks for your patience. I was able to log on to VP's account and access his email, and even converted his file into a PDF and sent both to the executive. I saw both VP and executive a week later. Both were all smiles. I'm assuming the meeting went well. I like when it's a happy ending. Remember, no matter how ridiculous the request, use your IT powers for good. Well, at least they weren't super nasty and demanding, even if they were lacking a little bit of basic knowledge and understanding of how VPNs and remote access works. And good for you for thinking about the email thing. That was pretty sharp. Customer wastes the workday of my boss because no one wanted to try my troubleshooting step. This particular incident occurred while I was working as a tech support for a company that sells popular NAS storage devices. Everything is paraphrased and summarized. I'm kind of just getting this off my chest. I got a call from a customer who worked as a technician at a popular local zoo. He was calling about the NAS device being unreachable despite being on. It was unreachable by all machines in the network, including devices in the same subnet and on the same switch it was connected to. As a first troubleshooting step, I had him directly connect via Ethernet, a laptop to the NAS device. The NAS was reachable normally by the laptop using this method, so we know the network stack is working on the NAS. We tried checking the switch to see if there was any rule blocking the NAS from connecting. We didn't see anything. We tried connecting to a different port on the switch to see if it would connect. It still wouldn't connect. We tried resetting all the settings on the NAS to default in case there was something on the NAS blocking the connections. It still wouldn't connect. At this point, I suggested trying to reboot the switch because it was connecting through the laptop, but it just wouldn't connect when connected to this switch, even though there shouldn't be anything in the switch that's blocking it. I'm called an idiot and he wouldn't take down 20 other devices just to test this case. And I remember him saying, you know that rebooting the switch won't do anything. It's obviously a problem with your device. This case escalates to my boss. At this point, I was on call with him for over three hours. After an hour of talking to the customer, boss agrees to bring a new NAS device to their location. Said zoo was literally 30 minutes away. He goes there, replaces the NAS device. It's working. Comes back. Case closed. Nope. The next day, the same dude calls back and I pick up his call again. Surprise, new device isn't reachable anymore. Same symptoms as yesterday. I ask if he's tried rebooting the switch. Get called an idiot again. 
escalate to my boss. Boss drives out there again, comes back at the end of the workday, says all they had to do was restart the switch to get the NAS to connect. I write a note in our internal ticketing system about how if the customer calls back with this issue, he needs to contact the switch's customer support and not us. Call me an idiot once, that was your last shot. You ain't talking to me again and you ain't getting any help. If you know so much, do it yourself. Who's on call for IT? I'm typing this on a desktop with a full keyboard, so I expect you to judge my spelling and formatting harshly. I'm not IT, but I'm one of those unofficial go-to guys at work because I'm good with technology. I'm an RN who used to work night shift. If the IT guys actually knew how many middle-of-the-night calls I stopped people from making, they'd buy me a pizza or something. You know, they're on call, so I should call them even though the solution is a reboot 99% of the time. It took us a long time to break people of that habit. Instead, to not call someone in the middle of the night unless it's truly important and prevents you from doing your job. One such situation was about 1.30 a.m. I wasn't called over. I just happened to be walking by the nurse's station and overheard someone ask, Who's on call for IT? Me. What's the problem? Her. I can't get this computer to turn on. When I push the power button, the screen stays black. A quick glance to the tower to see if the front power button was lit, and the problem was obvious. Me. Well, it probably won't turn on because there's no computer there. The space on the desk just to the right of the monitor where the tower had always resided is bare save for the unplugged ends of several cables. Her. Oh. Yeah, that's a problem. Of course, she's probably one of these people who thinks that this big square thing in front of you that shows all the pretty pictures is the computer. And I'm quite sure she couldn't use the excuse that, you know, she's used to all-in-ones because evidently she'd been there for a little while and there's always been a tower in that position that's no longer there. Like... I guess she's just used to turning on the monitor and everything's just there. Amazing. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.